It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast, brought to you by Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations, Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, and Sandusky, or you can just visit them at tricountyequipment.com, which is simple to do because you're already on our website, so you hit the Tri-County ad, and it'll take you right to their website. Legal stuff's out of the way. Brady Beaton, we have a guest today. I will let you introduce him, although he is a man who needs no introduction. No. He is. He could probably become the mayor of Port Huron if he wanted to. I thought he was. I well, the way he walks around town, the one, the only Paul Costanzo joins us. Welcome, Paul. Yeah, guys, thank you for having me on, and uh, thank you for that very warm introduction. I do not want to be the mayor of Port Huron. <laughs> I know somebody who does, but we can't mention that because then yeah. it gets into political, right? Fair, and then I have fair. to give equal time to everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so, so but, Paul is not yes. running for office, so no. don't don't bother me with that. <laughs> But what we do have this week, when we can talk about it, we have four games on the website this week. Thursday, I will be heading down to Clintondale as the Marine City Mariners go down, try to make it 2-0. and Clintondale coming off a big win, upset Madison for the first time in school history. That's going to be, that could set the table for the Max Silver. Then Friday, Dennis, you'll see Port here on Northern in what is now their opener against Sterling Heights um, at Memorial Stadium. I will be at Walt Braun Viking Stadium for a rematch from last year's Amazing game between the Marysville Vikings and the Madison Heights, Madison Eagles. And on Saturday, you're working a little overtime going down to Lons Cruz to watch the Big Reds, who they might be the best team in the area the way they played last week. They take on Lons Cruz, a, a matchup of two 1-0 teams. So four games on the website this week. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, uh, and remember, two of those are add-ons. Thursday and uh, Saturday's games are add-ons to our original schedule. So uh, in the first three weeks of the high school football season, 10 games and nine podcasts here on GetStuckOnSports.com. So, and uh, one Paul Costanzo. And one Paul Costanzo. So if you are a junkie for this kind of a thing, I kind of think and feel like we're the place that you need to be. That's a lot of work for you two. You guys, you guys jump in like both feet. Like I would have put my toe in the water. <laughs> no, you just got a cannonball. Yeah, just got to send yeah, it right yeah. off the off the dock. And, and besides, to be honest, this is the fun stuff. This is the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. This this is why you do something like this. Not all the other stuff. Yeah, not the behind <laughs> the scenes stuff. That's not the fun part. But that stuff's not fun at all. <laughs> but. but it's got to be done. Hey, uh, bef- before we hit the uh, the break, uh, let's uh, mention uh, our friends to the north, Croslex. The boys' basketball was lights out last year, uh, and one of the uh, the stars off of that team, Hunter Soper, uh, has uh, committed to or, Cornerstone. Offer st- you know, he's, yeah, offer. he's got an offer from Cornerstone. He hasn't committed yes. yet, but uh, an offer. And if if you were in a gymnasium the last time they were allowed to play basketball and you saw Croslex this year – you saw Hunter Soper a lot. Yeah, there there will be more offers to come, I am assuming. Yeah, uh, I don't see why not. I mean, he's, what, 6'5", as athletic as anyone in the gym, and, you know, that team might legitimately be a state title contender this coming year. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. All right, we'll get into some more good stuff. Paul Costanzo, we'll let him talk a lot more in the next segment coming up. It's uh, the Get Stuck on Sports Tri-County Equipment Podcast. 
The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E-glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And your hosts are Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, and this week Paul Costanzo is uh, with us. Uh, so let's get it rolling. Yeah, let's do it. And we have a Thursday night game, you know, with all the offici- officiating shortages and everything. Games are moved around, especially down in Macomb and Oakland County, Wayne County, those areas. So the Marine City Mariners uh, will be taking on the Clintondale Dragons. Both teams 1-0. and Marine City, I was at their game last week. Excited to be doing another one of their games. They just have so many weapons. I mean, I can name six, seven different guys that can score for that team. I mean, just I feel like you can put a template up of what Marine City's offense is and just change the names like it's a Mad Lib, and it would be it'll work for the past thirty years. That's what I was gonna say. I feel like that you probably knew that as a player playing against them. I hated doing it. There's always there's always somebody, and then when that person you know is is out needs to take a yeah. break, then there's somebody else, and there's three other guys on the field that are gonna do it. It's it's incredible the system that they have at Marine City. And now, of course, new coach Darren Letson stepping in. Even in that sense, uh, they've done it. But just incredible staff, incredible talent at Marine City. Um, ditto. I mean, and it has been like that for years. Uh, the, the, you, there's a list of, of backs from 
Rivard to Scarcelli to Wesley to Matheson to uh, Aaron Solf to this guy to that Salises. guy and, and they they yeah. just they they all seem to to have blazing speed um, and they they just kind of do the same things year in and year out and they are the model of consistency in the area and that's why they they've had streaks of like 32 consecutive winning seasons just got snapped a couple of years ago uh they've been in the playoffs i think 27 out of the last 30 years they've been to three state finals in recent memory and won two of them i mean what more can you say about marine city than what we just did it is going to be tough though you know a thursday game going down to clintondale who First time school history, like I said, beat Madison. Maybe maybe the Dragons are legit. That Those schools are kind of hard to judge because it seems like they have a lot more variance. They can go from being really good one year to being down the next. So this is going to be a very nice litmus test for the Max Silver. Well, they were in the bronze last year, and they had a pretty easy time of it against most of the bronze teams. I think they lost the league game to Clawson, and that was – maybe a fluke. Clawson was a playoff team last year, so maybe it wasn't a fluke. But um, we'll see here because uh, Madison is a huge win for me, assuming that Madison is still as good as they usually are um, for Clintondale. But can they, you know, it's a show-me game. Can can they say, last week was no fluke here, mm-hmm. Silver teams. Well, we're with the big boys and beating Marine City is being with the big boys. Yeah, I think that a common theme for this week is going to be what do we see now come out of after week one when obviously this beginning of the season was so crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it should have been week four, right? They stopped practicing. They started practicing again. How many teams lost players they thought they were going to have because they went and did something else or just for whatever reason didn't come back. So we're going to learn so much more about all these teams this week. But you're right, Brady, I think – that litmus test for the silver, what are we going to know about this league after this week? And I think this game is going to be the big one. Yeah, and Clintondale goes to Marysville next week too. So if they're legit, we're going to find out real fast with two tough games coming up for them. Yeah, because that's the other thing that also can either clog up the works or open up the works and maybe make it a a two-team race uh, because the Marysville-Madison game has a lot to do with what's going on in the silver Um for me, for Madison, it's a must-win game. And if you're Marysville, it really does establish you on the map as a challenger in the silver if you get this win. Well, if Marysville and Marine City both win this week, I'm hopping all aboard the 4-0 matchup week five, Marysville-Marine City, Mac silver title game. They both win this week. I'm all on that train. I don't think you can let Brady go call that game with all of his vikings gear on he'll be up there in his pads and his jersey i don't know i have bad memories of that <laughs> of being in a pads and jersey against marine city i i think he'll behave himself a little bit okay i think i am very impartial how dare you you have been so far <laughs> yes i have because i know how good marine city is so i have to give them the respect yeah well if anybody in the area has earned respect it's that program i yeah. mean that, that's Those are just the facts of uh, life. All right, Port Huron Northern is going to play uh, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, this, uh, for Larry Rollins and, and his uh, young team, uh, I mean, you were getting ready for the season and the state shuts it down. 
then it opens back up again and you're getting ready for the season and your school shuts you down. And now you're getting back ready again. I mean, the the biggest thing for them is they just want to get to Friday and get on the field and actually kick off and know that it's real and they're playing football. Yeah, just getting through all of those distractions. I mean, that's the big thing for Northern and doing it with a team that, especially at the skill positions, they're all new. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it, the team that we knew last year that was so good, um, I mean, all those guys are gone. Theo Ellis, Seth Klink, obviously Braden McGregor's no longer there. Yeah. James, James DeLong. DeLong yeah. I mean, the, the the amount of players that are not on that Northern roster, um, that doesn't mean that what they have coming up can't be very good, but it's just so much unknown to those outside of the Northern program right now. Uh, well, Eisen Olenbrook, or Isaac Olenbrook will be the running back. And I know he got some action last year. Theo had that bad ankle during the uh, the season, and Owenbrook filled in and actually did a really nice job. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who he went off against, but he went off against somebody for over 100 yards and, and a couple of touchdowns. So he's got a little bit of experience, but this will be the first time like he's the guy that they're going to lean on. Um, and I don't know much about the new quarterback, uh, Dylan uh, Blanc. I was out at practice earlier this week. He looks like an athlete, and with nobody rushing him, he was throwing darts. So uh, if, if he gets protected, and they're big. The offensive line at Northern, they're always big, but they're big. They, 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 so if they open some holes for Olenbrook and pass protect uh, for the new quarterback, I'm not as worried about Northern, or, or I don't have as many questions about Northern as I did a week ago. Again, I've seen one practice, but it, it – it made me feel that much better about them. Yeah, and you're right. Uh, the first game, though, I think you might have some nerves coming out, especially you have to wait that extra week. So you're, you're going to be really amped up, probably some just – maybe some mistakes from just being too excited to get out there because a lot of these kids – because you were right, you just mentioned all the talent, Paul, that they lost from last year. So a lot of these guys have been chomping at the bit. Now it's our time. Now – because every I'm sure they're sick and tired of hearing, oh, what are you going to do without – Without Theo Ellis, without McGregor, without DeLong, with all out, all these guys, like no, it's our turn to make that statement, and I'm sure that's what Coach Rollins has just been preaching up there, up in uh, Northern. And then, like the, the offensive line, obviously, if you have that element, that's going to, of course, make everything a little bit easier for those guys because if you're under pressure and you're brand new, it's your first game, and they've already played once, all that stuff can go wrong. But if they're giving you time, they're opening up holes. Um, then those skill players can kind of get into a rhythm. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. But that that game to me, just because of everything surrounding it, is the one that I'm very very interested to see this week. Well, Sterling Heights is a wild card too, because what Sterling Heights Stallions team is this? Is this the uh, the team last year that made the playoffs, or is this the team from the seven years before that that struggled to win ten games? Yeah lost to Lance Cruz game one, but we don't know what Lance Cruz is. They're a team that I think before last year had won like six games in seven years. And then last year they come out and make the playoffs. So like like Paul, you said, the theme of the week is like litmus test. You're going to figure out who's legit and who's going to kind of fall to the wayside as the season goes on. All right, St. Clair uh, will host Gross Point uh, North. Both these teams lost in, in week one. The Saints had a, a tough game at uh, East Point, but again – I think East Point is a little bit better than most people probably think in their minds. Um, Gross Point North uh, has struggled for a few years as well. So uh, 
just uh, in, in terms of which team can come out and get this win, that's kind of a, a, a big deal, I think, for these two teams going into this week because you, you, you figure, well, if, if everybody didn't automatically make the playoffs, if you start 0-2, you're in a six-game season, you're probably not going to get a whole lot done that you wanted to get done. Yeah, and a Matt Gold game for St. Clair. And, again, I'm going to complain about this every week, how much the Matt Gold just sucks for St. Clair, um, just with the travel and everything they have to deal with. But, you know, I has this ever been a league game for St. Clair with Gross Point North? So. <sighs> I can't. Uh, they played Gross Point somebody once in the playoffs, but or maybe in a crossover game at the end of the year, but not in the they league, played, I don't think. Yeah, I but yeah. that shows you where Gross Point North yeah, has, has fallen because for years they were like a Mac White team, and now mm-hmm. they're all the way down in the gold. Yeah, it's not often that the Gross Point schools fall to the gold. I mean, the gold is where you're typically looking at the Class B, like maybe bigger Class B Right, the B best schools. of the smaller schools. Yeah, um, so I think that this is this is pretty odd. I, I had heard that um, St. Clair obviously was a tough game. Some kids were hurt, according to Brandon Folsom's report on mm-hmm. the game. Um, so, I mean, I don't know where they're at injury-wise. But, yeah, they, I mean, it's a bounce-back spot for them. They need it. Um, and like you said, Dennis, Gross Point North has struggled the past few years. Um, so you're thinking maybe this is a spot that they can get that bounce-back win. Um, but, you know, really big game for both teams. Yeah, I, you're, you're home and you're against a, a, an opponent that you think you can match up against maybe. Yeah, a league opponent. And if you want any chance of coming back in the gold, you have to win this game. I do know East Point is just absolutely st- – has a couple studs. They have one receiver. I think he's a four-star. They have another kid with a D1 offer. I think he's their running back. So there's a lot more talent at East Point than you would traditionally think. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, a team that uh, I think is really good. I know it's just one game, and Frazier didn't bring much resistance. But Port here and I, they look deep. They look talented. They look explosive at all the right positions on both sides of the ball. Oh, and they can get you on special teams if you fall asleep and you actually kick to one of their return guys. I think that I would kick the ball out of bounds. Like, I'm pretty sure I would just every time. just Because, okay, Niger Finney catches it, which is horrible news for your team. So you kick it away from him and Shaka Brown catches it. And now, I mean, it's really not any better. Um, so, yeah, just an incredible amount of talent. Uh, Diovian Price, is great to see him back out there. Uh, he ran the ball really, really well in week one. I think I had him for about almost 130 yards rushing on like a. Yeah, I had carries. him for 98 on 10 carries in the first half. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, it just it, they were absolutely dominant uh, against Frazier, and you know, the defense too, just all over the place, swarming. I, it was 25 nothing before Frazier had positive yardage, according to my <laughs> <Yeah>. charting. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's. It's a really, really good team, and, and I'm excited to see what they can do going forward because a lot of it looks like the team that made the run last year, a lot of the same faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what did you have, 24 total yards for Frazier in the first half? And the, and mm-hmm. the, 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 they were negative rushing, and then on the last play of the half, they ran a draw play for like nine yards that gave them four yards for the half. Um, uh, yeah, at the, Noah Kendall was in the backfield after every snap. Uh, it's, it's, it was, it was ridiculous. And then, you know, they rested all those guys in the second half Mm -hmm. and we get to see uh, Amari Holler play and he runs all over the, he's a freshman and he ran all over the field. Plus he played both sides of the ball in week one because he was in on a lot of defensive, uh, uh, snaps in the uh, first half. Uh, they're just, uh, it's okay. You, you can try 
to have seven different kids score a touchdown for you in a game, but it's hard to do, <laughs> and they made it look easy. Yeah, because yeah. they did it, what, in basically three quarters? But something you mentioned that I think is going to play into this game, they got to rest their kids. They really only played, what, a really two quarters of football at most um, for their starters. So especially in a year where you don't have a four-way scrimmage, you don't have a full training camp, that helps Coach Mullins. He can really ramp them up now. So if they do have to play a full four quarters, now their bodies are kind of getting used to it where maybe a team like Lance Cruz is, you know, not phys- wasn't physically ready last week for four quarters straight. Maybe they'll have a little bit of an advantage there in the – you know, with the stamina. Well, T, you can lose guys in all this. Like, you're Lance Cruz. You're looking at the film, and you're looking at, like, Wilson and uh, and Mose and Balon, and you forget Caleb Collier rushed for 40 yards and scored a touchdown on, like, the first drive of the game and then didn't play on offense the rest of the night. Yeah. that I, I tell you what, tackling Caleb Collier in the first quarter seems like a really bad idea. Tackling him in the fourth quarter – no thanks. Like so, I think that those Fraser players were just kind of happy that he was done playing offense uh, after the first quarter. But you're right, Dennis. It's what do you do? Who who do you pick out to stop? Kind of like going back to Marine City. Just so many weapons, and you have to account for all of them. Um, and again, with with Price's ability to run and throw. I mean, he looks like a better passer this year than he was last year. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, and that that was the other thing. Like, uh, I think they they only used Jace Mullins once uh, for a pass play, and, and they got like 14 yards on it. Shaka Brown really didn't get involved in the in the offensive side of things. They didn't need to throw him the ball. They only threw the ball once to Finney, and he scored a touchdown. <laughs> My favorite part of barely any fans in the stands and just the two-ticket voucher thing is being able to hear everything that Jace Mullins says on the field. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new favorite thing, and I would go to Port Huron Games just for that. That so. Just for the entertainment yep. factor alone. Uh, but, yeah, Port Huron actually going to have to get used to playing these Saturday games. Next two, this Saturday and next, they're down Lance Cruz this Saturday, and I believe it's Lakeshore next. Yeah, so. and you get the occasional Saturday game in a regular year, but this is more the officiating issue. They don't have as many officials this year, obviously, with mm. COVID and all of that. So crews are doubling up. And I think moving games to Thursdays and Saturdays is a lot better than having a crew at a game at 4 o'clock and then having them to rush someplace else to be at a game at 8 o'clock. That's maybe asking them to do too much. So I like that they're moving the games around, and it gives us more of an opportunity to cover games. It does. Can't ask for more than that. Absolutely. All right, uh, lots more. We'll talk about uh, the B-Wacky, which is already wacky after uh, one week of uh, play, uh, and uh, all the other leagues in just a moment. And don't forget, this is the day that we make our picks. Yes, Brady doesn't want to talk about that right now, but uh, we will later in the show. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. 
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Indeed. Let's talk uh, some BWAC uh, football here on the uh, Tri-County Equipment. Get Stuck on Sports pad, uh, podcast. I'll get used to this sooner or later. You all right there? Uh, Dennis Stuckey. Brady Beaton and Paul Costanzo this week is our uh, special uh, guest. And, uh, gentlemen, uh, the BWAC is the BWAC, thanks to uh, Armada uh, and their last second field goal at Richmond last week, which uh, I didn't see that coming. I, I don't remember the last time Armada beat Richmond. 2010. Yeah. So it had been a while. Uh, Armada's got Yale this week. I'm going to say this about this game Armada, you had better win. Otherwise, your Richmond win doesn't count anymore. <laughs> it doesn't be, because it's just a wash be, because you're supposed to be one and one after week two, right? Because yeah. when you look at the schedule, like, okay, Richmond, they never beat Richmond. Richmond's powerhouse of the BWAC. They're going to lose that game. Yale's down there. You know, they've been struggling for a few years now. So Armada gets their one and one. You have to win the Yale game for that Richmond game to mean as much as it should mean to you. That yeah, that's a good point. Um and I you can't let the like the hangover from that Richmond game affect you, I think it is the big thing. And that's probably what those Armada coaches are really preaching um this week. Uh but yeah, they, they do still get to count it though in the winning race. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. It just doesn't mean <laughs> as much. But it, but, but it's just there's now, an asterisk. Now, now that you've won that game, don't you think the expectation is you should Absolutely. be two and zero? Yeah. After Absolutely. week two. And looking ahead at the schedule, I know I, I can do this because I don't have to play, and I can look ahead for Armada. We might have a very interesting week four matchup: a three and zero Armada team hosting a three and zero Almont team is very much on the table. That would be a very interesting game. Maybe Armada has gets a. Maybe they can sneak a BWAC title out in a wacky year, but hey, it's one game. You got to beat Yale first. But haven't they done this to us before, Paul? Because yeah. I, I think I can remember talking with you and with Matt Shook. They were four and one one year, and we really wanted to believe with all our hearts that, that they were for real, and then they let us down. I don't want to be let down this time around. I want to get sucked in, <laughs> and I want to ride the parade because Armada is a school that we haven't got to talk a lot about in football for a while, and I'd like to do that, like we did with Algonac for the, those couple of years after they had been down for so long, like we did last year with Imlay City when, when they came out of nowhere uh, and should have been in the playoffs and got robbed. Um, and I want to do that with Armada this year. Yeah, I think the the difference, and I guess we don't know exactly what Richmond is. We assume that they'll be pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Is that in those years past, it was the, the schedule worked out. So at the end, it was, oh, now you play Richmond, Elmont, and Croslex, and 
Yale back then, right. and everything changes. Um, Which they do have Almont Cross, Lex, and North Branch to finish out the season. Oh, yeah, there, there are potholes all over the road. But yeah. it's uh, it, getting that win against their biggest rival, I think Armada thinks that Richmond is, um, that is, that's a really, really big deal. And it is. It's a matter of do you ride that emotion and let it take you through the season, or do you pull a little roller coaster move and, and come down afterward? Here's one that I I really don't want to touch. Imlay City, Elkanac, because uh, I was high on Imlay City in week one, um, and then Croslex just Weren't high blistered them. To pick them. Uh, well, because I still thought Croslex was the better team. Uh, but, uh, and you picked them, and now you're suffering yeah, two-game deficit and I'm, a, and I'm a little bitter about it, okay? And and, and Elkanac now has, has been down for a, a couple of years, and, and you, you can't judge them on the Elmont game because Elmont beats everybody 33 to nothing. In fact, they beat most people 50 to nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, which one of these teams – I mean, from what I've heard, Cross-Lex is legit this year. They're trying to get back on top of the BWAC. So, I don't think these are two bad football teams. I think they're two – Decent football teams that ran into really good football teams last week. So that'll be an interesting game. This, to me, is, uh, well, there, there's uh, there's actually th- three interesting games to me in the BWAC, but Croslex-Richmond might be the most interesting because for Richmond, you have to look at this as this is must-win for them. Mm-hmm. And for Croslex, you're looking at it, okay, you think you're good this year and you think you're back in – with Elmont and Richmond for the top of the league, well, then this is a game you've got to go and make a statement and and win at Richmond. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, and it's uh, with again the way that this season is, like it just feels like everything is happening so quickly, and so you have to grab that momentum and take it. And Richmond's gonna be—I mean, that's gonna be a hungry Richmond team. Mm-hmm. I gotta believe. I mean, losing on a last-second field goal like that doesn't happen to high school kids very no. often. <laughs> so, I mean, they're gonna be ready to go. I gotta believe. Uh, but yeah, Croslex very impressive in week one. I've heard like Brady has that, that this could be a really good Croslex team. Um, so show us this week. Let's see what they got. And Richmond's gotta believe they still have their destiny in their own hands. I mean, they oh, yeah, beat Almont. I. Nothing against Armada until they go six and zero in the BWAC and beat teams like Elmont, North Branch, and win at Cross Lex. I'm not going to pick the Tigers to go six and zero. So Richmond's got to think, yeah, they had a stumble early, but they take care of their own business. They're still hanging up a banner at the end of the year. Well, I I, I just feel like because Elmont is Elmont, that you can't afford to have more than one league loss. Sim- simple as that. When you play Elmont they're probably not going to have a loss. And so, you know, you, you can't have more than one uh, because then the best you can do is sh- share the title. You, you have to be undefeated. If you're one of the big boys, you have to mm-hmm. be undefeated when you play Elmont, and that game has to be for the title. Yeah, you certainly can't count on somebody else to beat Elmont. No. Because yeah, they've won 18 straight BWAC games. So they've been beating everybody for a few years now. <laughs> yeah, but they have North Branch coming in this week, which, again, maybe North Branch looking to end that streak. I think they're as good of a candidate as any to do it. They trounced Yale last week. What was it, 56 nothing? Yeah. So both two teams, neither have given up a point. I expect it to at least be interesting. And, and these two teams don't like each other. That I know for sure, too. Like the the two the two sidelines 
do not get along. The fans like to holler at each other. Uh, the game is usually pretty intense, and there are words that we can't repeat in front of children <laughs> spoken by all sides. Yeah, you don't want to lose your sponsors this early, guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting started. <laughs> but, but, I mean, this could be one of the games that really sets the stage for who's taking home that BWAC title. Speaking of games that have uh, title implications now, after Harbor Beach beat Ubley last week, Harbor Beach gets Sandusky this week. Is is Sandusky the last road roadblock to Beach winning another GTC East title? Or you know, Marlette had a, a nice win over Brown yeah. Brown City. Is Marlette back in the mix? Because it's been a while since the Raiders have been uh, a, a factor in this league. Yeah, I mean, you think Harbor Beach and Ubley, like those are the two that you obviously you know look yeah. at when you start a season. Sandusky's been, I mean, they've had some good years though. They're what, the only other team that's won a GTC East title in like 20 years besides those Uh, two? I I think since 2007, Harbor Beach has eight titles, Ubley has four, and Sandusky has two, and one of Sandusky's was shared with Harbor Beach. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, this this is a huge game. And for for Harbor Beach, you think about it, you open your season with probably the two top contenders in your your league. And so you think to yourself – Okay, I mean, not that it's a two-game season, but wow, here we go. Like we can really put ourselves in a good position, or on the other hand, you could put yourself in quite a hole. And obviously, they got through the first one, um, but yeah, that that game I think is, like you said, Dennis, it's probably the biggest one right now in the GTC East. I mean, I'll say it: if Harbor Beach wins this game, they're winning the GTC East. I don't see anyone else coming in and knocking them off. They got through their two biggest roadblocks. Yeah. I think they would probably roll to a six and zero season here. Marlette opened the season with a nice win over Brown City. I, I went in last week thinking that was a pretty evenly game, and Marlette actually won by a couple of uh, touchdowns. All I can tell you about Alcona is that they lost by a touchdown to Rogers City. Hope that helps you. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I got nothing. Nope. That's why it's not on our pick this week. Um, yeah. Didn't we figure out Alcona's, like, Really far north. Well, if they're playing Rogers City, they're really far yeah, north. Yeah, it's like north of Kawa, <laughs> so have fun on that bus ride, kids. Um, speaking of teams I don't know a lot about, Unionville Seabwing is going to play Brown City. What can you tell me about USA? That they're usually pretty good. Um, they've had a, a couple of down seasons, like when they – the, like the, the first year that they bring a new class through, they might struggle, but – by the, the second, third, and fourth year, they're usually pretty competitive, uh, and, and they usually have a, a pretty solid program uh, there. And for Brown City, it's been up and down, up and down. We're good one week, we're bad the next. We're good one half, we're bad the next. The, getting the, the consistency, they, they, they have been the epitome of like 500 for about five years now. Yeah, that feels right. Uh, for them, and yeah, I I don't know much about USA's team this year, uh, but they are like Dennis said. That traditionally, they jump up, and when they do come up, they're very good. Um, so you know we'll see where this team kind of sits with that. Um, they're good at everything else too. So yeah, they have athletes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, another school that has athletes, Ubley, and they're bringing in Memphis. Uh, that that could get ugly. 
Uh, Ubley is not going to be happy about losing to Harbor Beach. And uh, Mem- I instinctively Memphis wrote one and zero on the board, and they're <laughs> yeah. not. I'm yeah. noticing this. Move. I just instinctively assumed Ubley one and zero, but no, they are zero and one. Memphis has been in a, a tough situation. I just give them credit for keeping the program going, for the kids wanting to play. They don't have the numbers to keep up with the bigger and better teams. And yeah, Ubley's going to in the first half of that game. They're going to take out last week's frustration on Memphis. Another really solid team, Deckerville, goes to Flint International, 2-1-0 and schools, and that's about all I can tell you about that game. Well, I can tell you this about that game. Flint International uh, won 60 to nothing last week uh, against a team that Deckerville would probably beat 90 to nothing. Uh, and Deckerville beat New Haven Merritt, who's n- not maybe in Deckerville's class, but they're not a pushover, and they beat them impressively, 58-17. to Deckerville is still one of the class teams uh, in eight-man football in the state of Michigan. Uh, the, Coach Brown must have 9 gajillion 4,729 wins <laughs> just in the last eight years. <laughs> At least it feels like that. Um, as far as eight-man is concerned and as far as that league is concerned, it's when Deckerville plays Morris, mm-hmm. that's for the championship, uh, and Morris is the defending state championship, so there's an extra oomph to that one this year. Yeah, yeah. it's always good to just assume that Deckerville's good. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's a, a safe, safe assumption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 99 years out of 100. Yeah. Right. You're normally <laughs> going to be right. Yeah. And the Morris team we just mentioned, they bring in New Haven Merritt. I expect that one to be over by halftime. Well, and and this this is tough for Merritt because Merritt isn't a bad program, but they've been beating up in the weaker division uh, since since they've come into it, and now they're up in the bigger division. And and welcome to the NCTL Stars. Your first two games are Deckerville and Morris. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah, and. Two teams that have struggled a lot last week, Carsonville, Port Sandlack, at Peck. Someone's going to win this game. And that's the good news. Mm-hmm. Someone is going to win the game. And for the team that doesn't win this game, it might be a long season. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one thing that with this season, at least, is that even if you struggle early, if you're out of a conference race, you do still have playoffs to look forward to, right? So mm-hmm. uh, then they can use that as motivation. But um, – yeah, it's odd to see. I mean, but when I left the Times-Herald, or right before I left the Times-Herald in 2015, CPS and Peck were still, like, two of the top teams in mm-hmm. the state in eight-man football. I, yeah, I we, mean, we forget yeah. the, the first three or four, I think his first four championships in eight-man football came out of the thumb. Of the thumb. CPS, uh, Deckerville a couple of times, and Peck won one. Um, or, or was it CPS, CPS twice? CPS twice, And yeah. then Deckerville and Peck each uh, won one. Peck's been down now for – maybe a year and a half. I think it really started the tail end two seasons ago. Uh, and CPS, again, it's just a numbers thing. Turnover's yeah, hard when just, you have 80 kids in your school. Yeah, there, yes. there's just not enough kids in the school, and, and it's and it's hard to, to when the kids have to play every down on both sides of the ball. And if you get an injury, you might have to cancel your next week's game if the kids aren't healthy in time. It's just a tough way to, to do things, and I give those teams, those schools, and those players – credit for year in and year out wanting to do it you know they could take the easy way out and drop the program but those kids want to do it and they want to do it at the at their school they don't want to have to go to another school to play their football so uh i mean 
the, the CPSs, the Memphis teams, whatever. You can make all the jokes you want about them. To me, those kids are tough. Yeah, I agree with that. Only other game of note in our area, uh, Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes, goes to Cardinal Mooney. Again, two teams that are down this year. Someone's going to get a win, so a big confidence booster for one of these teams. Well, uh, Mooney lost at Shrine last week, and Shrine is good. So I wasn't surprised by that. But when I saw that Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes, lost 58 to nothing, and again, they were way over on the other side of the state, wherever they were playing somebody I'd never even heard of. Um, but that shocked me because I bet if you went back and, and looked through their, scrolled through their games, they haven't lost 58 to nothing probably since the 1800s. Hmm. <laughs> it was Ascoda they lost to, Ascoda. by the way. I tell you what, this uh, was the premier Class D girls basketball rivalry Yeah, in like mm. 2010. Yeah. So rivalry renewed. <laughs> and this is why we got Paul on the show. <laughs> That's what I Speaking if of you rivalries. you 2010, oh, yeah. I can do that for you. Yeah. Speaking of rivalries, the picks are next, and that's when the fun really starts. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're Brady Beaton, and you're just chomping at the bit to get at this. It's everyone's favorite time of the week. It's time for the picks. Smash Mouth wins games in the thumb. Touchdown! Give me the Marysville Vikings. To the 10, to the 5, you can forget about it. Into the end zone for a touchdown for the Big Reds. Forget about it. Darius Watson says, give me six points. And that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. Last week on the picks, Dennis goes 9-1, and one, takes week one, has a two-game lead on both myself and our guest, Brandon Folsom, and myself, 7-3 and three last week. We have the wise Paul Costanzo in this week. Paul, are you ready for this? I am as ready as I could possibly be, which is not saying a lot, but... Perfect answer. <laughs> All right, we're going to start up in the thumb. We said it's going to be the de facto GTC East title game for basically the second week in a row. 
Sandusky goes to the shores to take on Harbor Beach. To the president of the Charlie Weiss fan club, Paul Costanzo, get us started. <laughs> I wasn't ready for this level of intensity. Uh, I'm taking Harbor Beach here. I like I like the Pirates at home. Uh, and what we said is that de facto GTC East Championship, I'm going to go with the GTC East Championship. Over to Dennis. Till somebody beats them, they're the best team uh, up in that league. Yep, I'm on the HB bandwagon. Go Pirates. Can't disagree. I think this is just another step to a 6-0 season up at Harbor Beach. On to the BWAC, a game with two teams who lost last week, but I don't think are bad football teams. MLA City goes down to the swamp to take on Algonac. Dennis, who do you got in this game and why? I like uh, MLA City in this one. I know it's at Algonac, and that's a tough place to, to play. Uh, but the, the Rats are struggling in recent memory to score points, and you've got to score points to win in football. I think uh, MLA City has enough to get enough to win this football game. It's going to be a long trip for the Spartans. It's going to be warm this weekend. Give me the muskrats in the swamp to take the win to get their first of the year. Ooh, he's got a little muskrat Paul. love. Wow, he does. I'm also going with MLA City. Uh, the swamp can be a tough place to play, but no, nowhere is going to be a tough place to play this year as far as fans go and that sort of thing. Uh, there's just no noise. Uh, so uh, give me MLA City. I'm not worried about them traveling. All right, staying in the BWAC, the team of the week last week, Armada, who upset Richmond, brings in the Yale Bulldogs. I'll kick us off here. I think Armada doesn't have a hangover. They improved it 2-0. Stay in that BWAC title conversation early on. Paul, do you disagree? No, I don't. I am going with Armada here. I think that they capitalize on the momentum from last week. Dennis? Uh, I'll make it the, uh, the sweep. Uh, Armada wins this football game. All right, and now maybe the toughest game to pick of the week. The Pioneers of Cross-Lex go to Richmond. Richmond's still looking for that first win on their new turf. Uh, the last second field goal, Dennis, you mentioned it last week. What are we talking about if that kick sails wide? How different are we talking about the Blue Devils to the Swami from SC4, Paul Costanzo? <laughs> uh, give me the Pioneers in this one. I, I trust what I've heard about them. Um, and I like what they did in week one. I'm going Croslex. Stucky. I'm going to get thrown out of the house because my uh, wife is a Richmond uh, <laughs> grad. My uh, entire that side of the family is all uh, Richmond. Uh, I think it's a must-win game for the Blue Devils, but I just think the Pioneers have it, uh, and I'm going with Croslex. For a game that's so divisive, you're going to get a clean sweep. I think Scaramazzino and the Pioneers at Cross-Lex, I think they go to Richmond. I think they bring home another win. And maybe Richmond has a, a, has a rough start to this year. Give me the Pioneers in Richmond. And for our final BWAC game, North Branch goes to Almont. I know Almont's a good team, but North Branch was sure impressive in that opener. Dennis, what do you think? Almont wins this game by three touchdowns. Thank you. Wow. I think it'll be closer than that, but I do think Elmont wins. Until somebody unseats them, I'm not going to pick against the Raiders. Exactly. I'm not picking against Elmont until they lose. Give me Elmont. No Howard, you're over there talking up North Branch for two shows now. Yeah. And I'm thinking, he's picking North Branch. He thinks North Branch is going to win this game. I and said, then at the last second, he what do you pulls mean the, last the shoot. I he hears, he oh. hears Costanzo. He hears Stucky. <laughs> he hears the the savvy and the knowledge, oh. and he pulls the shoot, and he and he Are won't go with North Branch. I know that deep down inside, 
You want to pick North Branch? That actually wasn't the upset I was thinking about okay. picking. If there was one, I'm just I giving about, you a hard time because I hadn't yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. If there was one, I thought about trying to play smartest guy in the room. It, it was going to be Sandusky beating Harvard Beach, but I couldn't bring myself to do that. Now on to the local Mac schools. A Thursday night showdown. The Mariners go down to take on the one and zero Clintondale Dragons. I will be on the call for that game. I saw Marine City play last week. Again, can't sing their praises enough. Their coaching staff had that team ready to play. Heslop, he's a sophomore, looks like a senior. Uh, they have 18 different running backs they can give the ball to. Give me the Mariners to beat Clintondale in a ground and pound. You know, just an old school three yards in a cloud of dust football game. Paul, what do you think? It just dawned on me that you called me the president of the Charlie Weiss fan club, and I am now insulted. Um, I know that, that was, was a while ago. That's okay. That was only the Sandusky <laughs> Harbor Beach pick. I know. It was a while back. Anyway, uh, Marine <laughs> City uh, is going to win this game. Uh, and I agree with the two of you. Uh, I like the uh, Mariners in this one. I know Clintondale's coming off a nice win over uh, Madison. But uh, to me, Marine City is the cream of the crop in uh, this league. And until somebody beats them, I'm going to keep picking them. Another interesting matchup here as the Eagles of Madison Heights Madison come up I-94 to take on the Marysville Vikings. Last year it was a great game, 14-13 win. Is Madison having a down year or will they bounce back to the man whose smile melts the hearts of St. Clair County, Paul Costanzo? Uh, give me the Vikings here. I think that, I don't know how down Madison is. I don't think they're going to be as good as they've been in years past, but uh, I have faith in your alma mater, Brady. Dennis, over to you. This has uh, been maybe the toughest game of the week for me to decide about, um, but I was—I'm I'm a little relieved that Paul picked uh, Marysville because that's who I have written down. I'm going to go with the the Vikings. Um, I've been kind of singing their praises about what a good job they did last year uh, with that uh, team, and they get a nice win on the road to start the season, and now they're at home against the Madison team that's licking its wounds. From a week one loss, Madison was a slow starter last year. Uh, I'm hoping they're a slow starter this year, and I'm going to go with the Vikings. I know some of those teams hate making that trip up 94. <laughs> they feel like they're they're driving for an hour and a half. Meanwhile, these schools do it every other week. So they don't like making that trip. I think Marysville is a solid team from everything I've heard. You know, just their skill position players have gotten better. Give me my alma mater. Give me the Marysville Vikings. Again, I will be on the call that 7 p.m. Friday night on stream two. Now, Dennis, or no, excuse me. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. The Saints of St. Clair will bring in the 0-1 Gross Point North Norseman. Dennis Stuckey, do the Saints get their first win this week? No, I think they do better. I think this is a close game, um, maybe decided by a, a touchdown. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, Gross Point uh, North. Uh, the Saints gave up 42 points. They're going to have to do better on, on defense for me. N North doesn't score a lot, but they keep the games competitive even when, when they lose. They're, they're pretty sound defensively. They, they only lost 18-8 to in week uh, one. Uh, I think Gross Point North on the road is, is going to get this one. I, I hate to say this because uh, I love everybody in St. Clair, and, and but... Until the Saints win, I don't know that I can pick them. Yeah, it's going to be tough for them. Uh, Gross Point North, I just think they're going to be able to bounce back. I think they'll make score a touchdown late to pull away from the Saints, but they just lost so much talent from a year ago, and they have not had the proper amount of time to get a young team ready. I think the Norsemen win here 
like I said, a touchdown late fourth quarter to really put the nail in the coffin. Yeah, I am with you guys too. I think the Gross Point North wins this. We talked about how they've struggled uh, for a while, uh, but moving down, I mean, they're now they're just such a bit bigger school, um, and I think that that's going to help them this year playing in the gold. And Brady, you mentioned it. The, the talent that St. Clair lost from last year to this year um, is a lot. And I think that uh, this is going to be a, a close game, but I do think Gross Point North wins. All right, the Northern Huskies from Port Huron will be taking on the Sterling Heights Stallions in their opener. Can the Huskies get a win in their first game of the season to the coach, who, the youth soccer coach that is on the hottest seat, Paul Costanzo? <laughs> Uh, I am going to go with the Huskies here. I, I, I got faith in them. Um, I think that they're going to be fired up and just ready to go. I, I, we talked about what it's going to be like coming out after a week of having to watch everybody else play. I think that's going to be to their advantage, actually. I think Northern wins. Over to Dennis. Yeah, I think you got a caged lion here or a caged Husky, if uh, you uh, prefer. And, and I think they're going to come with a lot of energy. Uh, and I'm feeling more confident about Northern. I had questions about Northern because I just didn't know who was who and who was going to be uh, well. But I think Northern's going to be uh, all right. And, and I think that they'll be good enough uh, at home to beat Sterling Heights, who's better, but they're not an elite team. One thing that I think we didn't talk about enough is Northern didn't get a chance to practice after they got shut down last week. So they had four or five days off, maybe a little rust, maybe a little anxious. I think they find themselves down at halftime, but they eke out a win against Sterling Heights. I think they get better as the game goes along. I think you're going to see a last-second touchdown here for the Huskies to win. And our final game of the week on Saturday. Dennis, you'll be at that game. One o'clock kickoff as the Big Reds of Port Huron High go down to Lance Cruz. You're calling the game, so you start us off. Is anyone stopping this Big Red machine? Not this week. Uh, I like Port Huron High in this game. And, uh, again, uh, until somebody proves different, I think I'm going to be liking Port Huron High for the next uh, six weeks plus. Uh, no matter who they're playing against. I just think the Big Reds are loaded with talent. They're deep on both sides of the ball and special teams, as we talked about early on in the uh, the podcast. D.V. Price uh, seems to be on point. You've got five guys in the backfield that I'm comfortable with. You give them the football and something good can happen for you. And they, they barely used Niger Finney in week one. Uh, which was good news to Frazier because that probably saved him three touchdowns, Niger not touching the ball as much. Uh, if, if Niger Finney touches the ball ten times, uh, PH might be on their way to another game where they score 50 points. <laughs> I can't disagree with you. I'm not picking against the Big Reds. I don't think I'll be picking against them for a while. I think for us that's going to be a wash as the weeks go on. Paul, you saw him last week. Do you have any reason to disagree with us? No, none at all. And for every reason that Dennis mentioned, uh, Port Huron, this is – one of the very good Port Huron teams that I've seen, uh, and I think that uh, they're going to, to win this week, and they're going to be really, really tough to deal with for the rest of the year. So that's our picks for this week. Again, Dennis with a 9-1 and one record last week. I had 7-3. and three. Our guest, Brandon Folsom, was 7-3. and three. Paul's going to try to outdo it. You know, for a, a week that had a lot of uh, toss-ups, we didn't ha disagree on that many. Well, I'm going to tell you what, uh, Costanzo and I, uh, and this just shows – to the savvy and the intelligence of Paul Costanzo, our, our great guest here, and I hope we can have him back uh, many more times. We agreed on every single game. Uh, Brady, you went off the reservation only one time. Yep. Uh, we've got Imlay City beating Algonac 
Uh, you've got the Muskrats getting the win, so that's your one chance to close the gap uh, and make my division lead just one game. I can't say yeah, that. Maybe they'll let in a couple of extra wild card teams this year because it's COVID. Are you done? Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm done by saying this. No matter what happens this week, uh, I'm still going to have no less than a one-game lead. Yeah, yeah, enjoy it while you can. I think I, I can for the entire season. All right. Don't you? Don't. I mean, you're staying out of this, Paul. You're being real quiet. I am. I am. Although Dennis is leading right now, I'm just going to say that that's where we're at now. And I picked all the same games as him, so yeah, so. I'm on his side. Brandon, oh, okay, so. that's all right. I'm just going to be. I'm going to be <laughs> the biggest muskrat fan this week. No offense, Emily City. Um, I love going to Lucky Steakhouse, but um, let's, uh, let's. I want the muskrats in this week. Want to win this week? Well, I, I, it's understandable. I want all the area teams to win this week. The, the problem is, is a lot of times they play each other, so somebody's got to lose. I hope I'm wrong about St. Clair, and I, and I hope that uh, that they're going to have a better season and be a, a better team. But uh, week one was just like, wow. I, I knew they were young, but like, wow. And, and so yeah. they're, they're going to have to uh, uh, consider it a challenge, or, uh, or I hope it motivates them, but they're going to have to do a little more for me. To, to win me over this time around. We were all wrong about Richmond Armada last week. Oh, we sure were. So who knows which one we're going to be coming in Friday night and just going, oh, well, no one saw that coming. Maybe <laughs> it'll be the St. Clair game. All right. Uh, I want to remind uh, everybody that we added a couple games to the schedule. So uh, tonight, because um, this is going to air on Thursday. Yep. So tonight, uh, Brady is at Clintondale, uh, where the Dragons are hosting Marine City. 6.50 here on the stream live. We do all of our games live. Uh, on Friday, we double dip. Brady will be in uh, Marysville to see the Vikings take on Madison in a real interesting matchup there. I'll be at the Northern game on stream one uh, Friday night uh, to see the Huskies opener against Sterling Heights. 6.50 both nights uh, on uh, either stream. And then on Saturday, um, since Brady's working tonight, I'll go uh, to uh, Lance Cruz on Saturday and uh, watch the Big Reds play. And you know what? I'll enjoy it. And that'll be a 1 o'clock kick, so 12.50 on Stream 1 Saturday for that one. And then our uh, next uh, podcast uh, will be out actually Saturday morning Mm -hmm. when we recap all of uh, Friday night's activities. Yeah, we'll also talk about the Marine City game. Basically everything but the Port Huron Eye game. You'll have to tune in next Tuesday to get that analysis. Paul, thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. I'm very excited that you guys are doing this. Uh, very happy that you got this started up. And anytime you need me to sit down here and say words, I'll do it for you. Doors always open. Yep. Doors always open. You always lend that credibility to us. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Goodness knows we need a little bit of credibility <laughs> around here. <laughs> All right. We done? Yeah, I think we're done unless you have any more jabs to make me mad. No, no I, I think I'll let you off. You're, you're working hard for me this week, so I think I'll let you off. God, I hope Albanac <laughs> wins. Uh, they're going to be – well, I'm, I'm also kind of – Bitter against MLA City because they cost me last week. So that's one of the reasons why. Oh, that's right. That was one of yours. Yeah. I thought they were going to beat Cross Lex. It was a close game a year ago, and they disappointed me. So I'm not going to pick them to win this week. I'm oh, being bitter. What a difference a year makes. All right. We'll, uh, we'll say uh, goodbye. Uh, and thanks for, uh, again, everybody out there supporting us uh, and listening to the podcast and listening to the live stream of the uh, games. Uh, you make uh, a lot of this uh, possible for us. 
From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.